Hey y'all, I'm Sarah, a queer, feminine, disabled digital media consultant with a background in community organizing. And this is not your average digital marketing podcast. I'm up to rebrand influencer culture for the better, highlighting social issues, things you should give a fuck about, and helping folks understand the connection between social media and social change. Join me on this journey to help make influencer culture a tool for our collective liberation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Influencing the Influencers. I'm your host, Sarah, and today's episode is all about the realities of building a following. Social media and building a substantial following, which we'll get into this. We will get into all of it, Uh, but it it is a hot topic, and it's something that I think a lot of people in younger millennials, Gen Z, really strive for and use as social status. And that's something that I find rather concerning. And I think we need to be really transparent with one another about how we build our followings because it's not always the way that people might assume. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to talk about my story about building my 22,000 followers on TikTok in the last year. And yeah, we're, we're going to get into this. But first, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who gave me birthday wishes. It was a wonderful birthday. I got to spend it with my partner and my dog. And, you know, life happens and things came up. But, y'all, I, just like you, am in development, as always. So I'm working on it. But I want to get into this episode. So let's talk about how I have 22,000 and growing followers on TikTok. Ooh, okay. So the majority of my followers, I'm going to be very frank. I would say the majority of, well, let me say it this way. Every time I have had a big bump in following of like multi, multiple thousand people coming in at a time, right? So like very large amounts of following has never been on content that represents my brand or content that necessarily hits my topics of choice, right? About influencers, about society, about politics, about culture. It doesn't get into that. Instead, it's more hot, spicy topics of my life, right? And when I say that, I don't mean like accountant spicy. I mean like, (laughs) oh gosh, I mean like like hot drama, you know, both times it was about break-ins, people breaking into my space. So it, you know, those aren't the things that I talk about. They were just like things I was venting and talking about and then they blew up. Yeah. So (laughs) those are not the pieces of content that I can necessarily leverage to build a following off of. Does that make sense? So although it brought me a lot of followers, what comes shortly after that is also a big drop off of followers. And so it's more like maintaining folks and kind of sifting through. And I just want to be really transparent that when people see that follower count, that's how it how it came. And now it's important to note that like that didn't happen all at once. That happened over time. It happened over a year. And there were other bursts of just like a couple hundred followers or like 50 followers at a time. You know, every day I'm gaining some followers every day. I'm losing some followers. It's kind of a a handoff every day. And, And so I try not to put a ton of weight into follower counts, right? And and that's important. I think that's important to talk about because I 
I think one of the key metrics we've used for a long time is follower counts. And I know I've talked about this with others on the podcast. I believe me and Kayla probably got into this, but follower counts are so incredibly <laughs> How do I even put it? How do I even put it? Follower counts are sure, they're like kind of helpful, but they don't actually like determine the level of influence you have, right? Like we have to remember one a lot of people have bought followers, right? They have bots, they have purchased follows and leads. It doesn't give you an accurate sense of the role that individuals can play in creating influence within small micro-communities and micro-influencers. It just kind of creates this false sense that you have to have millions and millions um, or even like 100K or more to really start making an impact, which is which is completely false. And with that, the other thing that I want to talk about is that, I mean, even every platform, the strategies for building out a community and building out a true following is different because each of the platforms prioritize things differently, right? So I have 22,000 on TikTok. I have barely 500. I, I don't even have 500. I'm, I think it might be like 450 or maybe something like that. I'm not even sure on Instagram, right? So these numbers aren't truly representative of our real impact or our real influence. They just, they just, you know, they just are. They are a metric and we can use them, but we shouldn't be using them as the number one, the number one factor. And I think for the everyday user, for the people who are really casually using social media and looking at it for information or for guidance, especially during trying times, that's one of the key things that they look at. And I think that's something that we need to start talking about more as, as people in the space to kind of start educating our followers and others. The real situation of this is because what happens is then people start to grow these followings. And I've seen uh, I've seen some folks on TikTok start to step away from their platform for a variety of reasons over recent events on, on the app that we'll get into later in this episode. But some of it really has been that folks truly look to them as these leaders and these these folks who guide them. And when we're not transparent about the fact that we are real people, we're human, we make mistakes, we're always going to make mistakes, and then we have to learn from them. If we can't actually like give space for that from as influencers for each other, for ourselves, and then our followers doing it in, in same by us making it a norm, we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're only harming ourselves and our mental health because we can't put that kind of pressure on each other. That's a lot to be some sort of like icon or to be an icon really is, is how people get painted. And it's, it's a lot to carry. These are individuals. These are young people. These are, we're not getting paid for so much of this labor. And then we're expected to always maintain in ways that like, we just, we can't. So you know, that I think is is really important to remember. So like even, so I talked about Instagram and I talked about TikTok with my following and like even here on my podcast, I knew coming into podcasting that this was going to be a long game. I'm probably not going to get those like 100,000 subscribers or listens or anything like that for years, if ever, right? It's a long game. Most people don't even last past like 14, 15 episodes. 
And I know that I am out here trying to do something that is harder, but it's important to me and I want to be having these conversations. And so I'm just committing to it for the long haul to see where it takes me. And I think that's how we feel about all these platforms is that we have to give ourselves, you know, the space to do this at our own pace and do it how we feel is right for ourselves, but also be realistic that the follower count doesn't matter. And, you know, there are more things to be in consideration. So if we are not looking at follower count as the end all be all of what creates influence, what are the things that we're looking for? What are the things that we're trying to discover? Something that stands out to me is this idea of really building a community. And it's definitely growing in this idea of like the Web3 space is how we can trans transport our communities and people that we connect with on these social platforms that we don't have a ton of autonomy over into individual community sites where we have much more authority and control, where we own our content, where it's getting less mined for data, things of that nature. So something that I think that, you know, I talk about it a lot, but it's it's demonstrating those values and it's demonstrating that commitment in your content. And so again, like it's whatever rate that you're going to show up, it's continuing to show up in that same vein and in that way to be able to find others who are creating content and being able to build those relationships by being in dialogue around shared values and commitments to social change, social justice, and how these things intersect in our industries and in our day-to-day lives. And I think these relationships are really important because they help us grow followings with followers who are genuinely like committed to the same causes with followers who are passionate about the same things. And it helps us grow in community, right? So instead of trying to fight for followers as if people can't follow and and listen to the voices of many, which is what we should encourage really to get full rounded opinions. But instead of this like fighting with each other, we're gonna, we lean into cooperation. We lean into collaboration, which is why I'm so passionate about this podcast because I'm hoping that it brings more people into conversation with me. You know, I feel like I have a lot to offer, but because I do have a small platform in comparison to others, but also a large platform in comparison to others, it creates this odd dichotomy where I don't, where I feel I want to engage folks from kind of either end of the spectrum and talk to people about where they're sitting in social media and understanding kind of this like larger landscape. And part of that is to help with when we come into moments like the most recent TikTok drama, I'm not going to get super into it. I, it was a mess. If you don't know, I'm talking about the Womland situation uh, between Lance, Chelsea, Banana. <laughs> Her name's not Banana. With Chelsea's white tears and truly, you know, problems. And then others really kind of falling in the helm, getting messed up in the conversation and the whole thing became a hot mess, right? And so like one of the things too that I think building a following is knowing your place. And I think that's something that is coming out. You know, I never commented it on TikTok and I'm still not going to. I will talk about it here. It didn't feel like my place and something about Chelsea's response felt very off. As soon as I saw everything, I was like, they are going to hurt this indigenous man. And it is 
not good. <laughs> and so I was like, this is a hot mess and it is not my place to say anything. So I just sat back and we saw what happened. I learned from others' mistakes. I watched very closely. But having these key relationships with others in, in different communities and different spaces allows you to be in conversation with folks more connected to these issues and allows you to like authentically engage with them in private one-on-one -on -one settings, virtually, you know, whatever that might be, however that might take form. But to know that like you don't have to speak on it because others are and you're connected with others who are doing it so you know it's happening. Like anyway – it's it's knowing that you have your place to talk about things and speaking from your own lived experiences and communities is probably the safest bet. And when it starts to get very intersectional like this, you got to be careful and you have to keep a very open mind because it's not going to be a black and white issue. It's not going to be a one or the other. It's very much yes and. Yes and. Both things can be true. This can be very harm. Like the things that Lance did to Chelsea are harmful, are not good. He can be held accountable for that, you know, and to Chelsea and to other women. But uh, the things that are happening in response and retaliation is also incredibly bad, you know, and it's it's they both are bad. They both need to be held responsible and accountable. And this needs to be a learning moment for all communities about how we work together intersectionally to address intersectional problems, because when we use black and white thinking, we get really caught up in messy situations, being connected with other creators from different communities is going to allow you to get those diverse opinions, get those diverse perspectives, which can help shape yours to being more inclusive and intersectional. So I think this is kind of where I want to leave us with this idea that showing up on social media does not have to be competition. It does not have to be a hustle. It does not have to be vanity metrics. It can really truly be authentic, connection and communication. And so really figure out what consistency means for you. If that's once a week, if that's once every day, if that's three times a week, whatever consistency looks like for you on these platforms, on each of them, if you're trying to build these followings, learn your consistency for each platform, what feels natural and authentic for you, and then show up and deliver content on those places at that consistency that represent your values. And that show your voice and, and demonstrate your individual story because that has power and it can grow a community over time. We, as influencers who are trying to challenge the norms, we can show up, we can build a community and we can connect with each other. And in doing that through building our content with our values, we're going to be able to find each other better and build mutual followings that can help us grow and develop really strong and authentic, powerful connections that could actually make tangible difference in our lives. So I hope you'll consider that when you're thinking about building a following. And remember, follower counts aren't everything. It's about the quality of those followers, the commitment, and the consistency of the values that you bring to your audience so that you can know that your numbers reflect people who are very much committed to your cause. Anyway. That is the reality of building a following. I hope you learned a little bit of something. You take some of this away, tuck it away, and help you when you are actively engaging on social media. I hope you all have a good week, and I will talk to you again soon. 
Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Influencing the Influencers. If you like what I'm talking about, please be sure to subscribe and rate the show as it helps build our community. Speaking of community, be sure to check out our Discord for free and exclusive content. And I would love if you consider joining my Patreon to support my work as a creator. Much love, y'all, and I'll talk to you next week.